0: Just trust me okay this is michael and we are here with my lovely lovely dear friend angie say hello darling hi everyone so today we are talking about another journey that you're taking in your life right now into looking at real estate so let's start from where you started so where did your young professional life start because i already know
1: (laughs) so um my friend has been asking me to join her real estate team for quite some time now and I just decided to take a leap of faith Absolutely. during, you know, COVID because there wasn't really much going on so I figured why not go to school and, you know, try to, you know, further my education and broaden my horizons. So I went to school and um finished up school with everything and now I'm doing a lot of training and following along and everything. Just waiting for my license to come in the mail. But and is it fair to
0: say that real estate is not where you always thought you would be, right? No, absolutely so, not. So where did you start? So when you were young, you said your mom at 16 brought you a food line application yeah. and said, here you go.
1: So my uh, where I wanted to start was uh, cosmetology because I started shortly after the food line application incident working in <laughs> salons okay. doing hair. And I did eventually go to hair school and finished with hair school and everything. Um, have then, you worked in many salons or anything? Or you just, I have. Okay. How I've, did that go? Very well. And at a young age, too. But um, through the years, I have worked at several different salons in the Virginia Beach area.
0: Is there any particular reason why you weren't staying at any salon more than a few, what is it, years at each one or what?
1: Well, uh, I wasn't really getting paid enough money working in a salon as like a finisher or a styler or a shampoo or a receptionist. So that's when I decided to go to school. But during school I was, you know, waitressing has been paying my bills for quite some time now.
0: Okay, so have you been at the same restaurant for a long time?
1: A long time. I've worked off and on for Surfrider for about since I was 17 years old. And that's Surfrider in Virginia Beach, right? Yep. surf rider in Virginia
0: Beach. Awesome. And obviously, you love it there.
1: I do love it there.
0: Okay. So you are a server, but you're also doing hairstyling now. Prior to this, too, you were doing hair out of your home post working in salons, correct? Right. But now you're actually getting to the point where you're on the precipice of going into real estate full time. Right. But you also still want to continue doing salon. Right. Right. At your home. Right. So what's some stuff that you got for your house recently?
1: So I just got this huge mirror that's pretty big, a little bit too big, but I just got a styling chair. I got a shampoo bowl. I got cabinetry. I got um, a rolling cart for my supplies. So really excited to put it all together. Now, what is so
0: um, like dear to you about styling and cosmetology and stuff like that that even with you trying to go into this whole venture where you said that your sister told you to stop with the trying and all of this, you will be successful. So with that, that you actually want to stick with cosmetology. What's your favorite part about it?
1: Well, I've always had a passion with hair color and I love to make people look beautiful and brighten up their day. And it just, I don't know, it's like a feel good thing, really. You know, it feels good for me. It feel, feels good for you. Right, and you're able to just give them
0: that fresh look of what they really wanted. Right. Okay, so you're going to continue with that. Now, you said your friend this whole time. How long have you known this person? That's your friend at the agency.
1: Um, I actually went to middle school and high school with her, so I've known her near my whole life, so okay, about 20 plus, 24 years or so.
0: Did she tell you what stood out to her about you that really made her think you need to be doing this as a job?
1: Um, Just uh, very that I'm a go-getter that I'm very personable um you know outgoing helps uh just that she can see me you know in the real estate market so I I think took your word for it.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people end up going into thinking that, oh, real estate. There's a lot of people doing it, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. But it's not necessarily for everyone, and not everyone is going to necessarily be as easily, quote unquote, successful with it. Right. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about with that for you right now is, you, like you said, in the middle of COVID, you were like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and start this process. But for you in particular, it's taking you a little bit longer. So let's start off with prefacing this. Because she has to say this. She is not an agent currently.
1: Right. Correct.
0: So you are not not a
1: licensed agent at this time.
0: Okay. So that being said, it's there. Now, going forward, these are just your opinions and your thoughts on what goes on. Absolutely. Okay. So with that, how much longer is it going to take... From, so for most people, the average person, would you say, how long does it usually take to become an agent going from school to actually being licensed?
1: Okay, so from start to finish, you'll start in school. It's five weeks long. Okay, It's twice a week for four hours. So how much is it? It's um, 5 dollars but right now all different schools have... Um, have some deals like if you were in the Air Force or a first responder or anything like that, you can get it for three eighty five. Wow! Um, they're also doing a ten percent off COVID deal, so you can get it, you know, for a little cheaper. And um, the company that I work for, they actually reimburse you for your school's fees on your first um,
0: contract. See. Okay.
1: So um, you get that money back. You know, right? So then, straight from school, you go and take a test at a PSI building, which is like a secured building for people to take tests for licensure. Okay. And as you know, you go past that test. That costs sixty dollars to take and pass that test, and that's for the state and the national. Okay. And then from there, you put in your application to DPOR, and for you know just any normal person or, you know, it takes about two to four weeks to get your license in hand. So from, it takes about two weeks to, to, um, to get to the, the testing for you to schedule appointment for the testing. So it's all in all about a total of nine weeks, like literally nine weeks. Wow. Yeah.
0: And how long does it take once you're done with the nine week portion? Are you instantly licensed or then what happens?
1: You're instantly licensed.
0: That's it. And you were talking about that you have to go through a background check and all of this as well. How long does it take to get all of that back?
1: So it's about a six month process if you have to have any type of background check for any, um, you know, previous indiscretions. Uh huh. You know, um, any felonies or misdemeanors. Uh, they just have to be uh, recorded. So they do an informational fact finding hearing for that.
0: Now, how long did you start? Um, I guess working with your friend at the agency before you decided you were going to go ahead and commit to being an agent. Did you kind of check it out first to see what you thought?
1: I did check it out and I had done some little side jobs for her, like um, delivering pop buys during the holidays to her, her clients. So
0: what would a pop buy be for those who don't know?
1: Okay. So pop buy for those for, okay. So for Halloween, we did little pumpkins with like our business cards with our lender's name on it, our name on it. And you know, Gave it to our family, friends, Appreciation coworkers. and yeah. marketing tools. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we did like pies for Thanksgiving, That's wrap awesome. and paper for Christmas, you know. Nice.
0: So you did that. And what else did you do?
1: Um, I also would help with open houses, you know, help with the signs, balloons um, uh, for the sign-in sheets and things like that Um And right now I'm doing a lot of training in office and at home too. So, I mean, you definitely stay busy, really busy. So with seeing all of this,
0: what was it that started to really appeal to you that, you know what, this is where I belong? What really started pulling you in?
1: I just want a full-on big girl career where (laughs) I look like and play the part of an actual career person, you know. Are you feeling as passionate about this
0: as you are about hair as well?
1: I am. I am feeling, yes. Okay. Equal passion for both, actually.
0: That's fantastic because I actually worked with someone who she is herself in the beginning of her new career in working as an agent. And she really i I didn't know until she started talking to me about it, but her big thing was kind of like how you're talking about with being able to get someone to be their true self right when with you know the cosmetology aspect, this was able to get her to help people get into their true life to build a home to start their family. so that's how she was looking at it. and so I feel like that's probably something that really appeals to you as well,
1: right. This is also one of those feel good jobs right you know it can be really stressful in the process of buying a house or selling a house, but ultimately it's your future that you're investing in and it it makes people happy. I mean, who wouldn't be happy to be able to get, own the home? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So with that in mind, um, what would you say are a couple of top things you've learned that maybe you didn't know prior to working from the inside with an agent?
1: Well, I, oh, so much. Um, what's
0: something that you learned about maybe with the whole showing houses, having open houses? What did you learn that you thought maybe you knew, but you really didn't?
1: So, okay. For instance, I had a, uh, open house today and people are feisty out there these days. The market (laughs) is crazy. So I didn't know that, you know, people would, are so, you know, feisty to go into somebody's house and, you know, just demand things or whatever in this day and age. But I mean, literally... Well, especially
0: with the onset of COVID, people, some right. people just don't take it seriously. They don't. Because we're living it for so long now that they're just thinking, oh, well, it's all lackadaisical. But people are still getting <laughs> infected.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so um, that was kind of hard to, and, you know, put those guidelines on an open house because you're thinking open house, it's open. You go in, you do whatever. This could potentially be my house. Right. You know, and then you're going in there and you're having to, you know mask up and don't touch anything but you know it's we'll get through it
0: now do you think that being a server and your past experience with working with people in the public and stuff like that has really helped prepare you for how you're interacting with customers and potential buyers now
1: absolutely i've i've been you know selling and getting people to buy stuff from me all my life you know i now had you know experience with all types of personalities. I mean, every type of personality you can even think of is going to come in a restaurant. So kind of prepares me for anything that could come my way, basically.
0: Is the business in real estate as cutthroat as most people might think based (laughs) off of the new onset of people watching all these realtor shows now? Is it just as cutthroat or is it worse than what you realized?
1: Um, it's just as cutthroat. I mean, it's really crazy out there. It's this What's the most is undercutting
0: of- thing that you've seen.
1: Okay. For instance, today there, um, there was a lady who came in with, who seemed to be her husband, a baby that was under one years old, wasn't, you know, walking or anything. She comes in, she looks through the house. She's, um, You know, acts real interested. She says, oh, I put my house on the market just yesterday. So it's time is of the essence. I got to get in here. I got to find a house. And then I see her and the husband and the baby go outside and she's literally standing on the side of the house handing out her business card. And she was a <laughs> real estate agent undercover tr- undercutting you know, my, my team basically, you know, so it is very cutthroat right now. I'm sure that's teaching you a lot of self-restraint and patience. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it most certainly did.
0: Yes. Well, I'm glad that that's not deterring you because even no. when you're seeing this, what are your thoughts going into this? Like, oh my gosh, I got my work cut out for me. Or what are you thinking? I
1: mean, it's really exciting because it's not like one of those jobs that you just go into and it's the same old song and dance every single day. Like you literally do not know what you're day is going to be like, or what's going to come. So you have to be, you know, prepared for anything that's going to come your way, basically, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. And with the COVID guidelines that are going on, are you finding yourself having to deal with customers in what used to be, you know, just people kind of walking through and going through the house on their own? Or are you having to restrict the amount of people that can come in? Or what are you having to do?
1: We are having to restrict the amount of people that can come in at once just because, you know, crossing paths, not being six feet apart. Um, basically, We go in there and we turn all the lights on. We open the doors so not everybody's opening a closet door, opening the bathroom door. Gotcha. So it just kind of like keeps it. Down to a minimal Producing on contact. Yeah, on, on exactly. Gotcha. So we have people coming in the front door and leaving out the back door. That way, we're not exchanging paths through the entryways. But it's it's not that bad as long as people, you know, follow the directions.
0: Well, we're gonna take a moment to give an opportunity to thank our sponsors, and we're gonna come right back. So we'll be back. Welcome back. So we are talking now about, we were touching on where you were as far as professionally, where you started going with this and getting into real estate and how that happened. Now, we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on as far as you being so new to this as a profession. And obviously you've thought about the whole, like dealt with buying a home and all this stuff in the, uh, previously. What is some insight that you have now? So there's people that are listening that are probably thinking number one. Why would I not just keep renting because of the uncertainty of what's going on in the market with COVID hitting and all this right now? So why, if somebody is new to the market, would they want to purchase versus buy? I'm sorry, purchase versus renting right now.
1: Okay, so um, in the market today, the interest rates are at a historical all time low. Like this has never been heard of. So now, if ever, ever, this is the right time to buy renting versus buying you're investing into your future you know you're you're investing into yourself whereas you know renting you're investing into your landlord's future right you know what i mean so i mean um you know one thing my parents always told me growing up why they rented is because they didn't want to have to worry about fixing things i mean they have homeowners insurance for things like that it really is not as scary as it seems, yeah, that's you know, because a
0: lot of people do say, well, all you have to do is call your landlord and not worry about it. But you're saying it's not as worrisome. As right, that. Okay? right.
1: And so, the, you know, the beginning process of buying a home can seem kind of scary. But I mean, what what you would first do is I would recommend getting, you know, approved by several different lenders because the uh, interest rate is so low and people are competing for your business right now So with the rates being so low what are some of the
0: lowest that you have seen for 30 year loans two percent three percent and what were they normally looking at previously
1: um around nine seven to nine percent wow yeah so it's like drastically lower yeah definitely
0: all right and with that in mind so let's say someone is going you know what with based on that and based on the interest rates being so low i'm gonna go ahead and purchase that house what is the first step of the home buying process
1: Okay, so uh, you want to make sure that you have c- good credit, and we're uh, actually approving people for first-time home buyers, and and their credit scores being at a six twenty. I mean, you wow. can you're in the door with a six twenty credit score, no money down. There's all types of government. Um, yeah, because you know, there's
0: first-time home loan. Um, home buyer loans
1: going on right now that right. they get extra benefits in Virginia right right and there's also yeah there's like a $5000 grant which helps you pay for you know closing costs if need be or any other things that is not to pay back that's a grant that comes with first time home buyer and zero money down that's like fantastic. you cannot beat that.
0: No, you can't you know? beat that. Yeah, because um, what I've seen is that you're going to need to, of course, go get pre-approved. Right. So I know that when I had looked into it back in, I think it was like 2003, 2004. My uh, friend's mother, she was an agent at the time, and that's what she said. She goes, "Go get that letter. Yep. And then let's have a conversation. Right.
1: <laughs> There's a difference between a pre-approval letter and a pre-qualification letter. So, okay, so what are, what's the difference? So, you, a pre-approval letter is when you just go in to see if you might be able to do it. Pre-qualified is basically the money in your hand. Okay. So, with doing, um, you know, a contract for buying a home, you, it's best for you, you. They want you to shop around. It's just like buying a car. You don't just go to the first car lot and pick the first car <laughs> right, you see. Right. So, you want to shop around for lenders, you know. Um, get at least three approvals. That's what I was going to Okay. You know, so... Um, just just in case, and you know, towards the end of the process of the of the loan, in case something comes back for under in underwriting, you know, sometimes the lenders will ask for, you know, really crazy stuff like you and know. With you bringing
0: up underwriting, what is an underwriter?
1: So, underwriter basically wants to know everything about you because they're lending, you know, this their company's lending you the money. Okay. So they want to know, make sure that you're in good standing. You know that. that I mean, just for instance, the other day, um, a friend of mine was, uh, doing a, she's actually doing dual agency where she's the agent for the seller and the buyer and the buyer had to get a copy of his divorce decree from 30 years ago. Wow. Like they asked for some really, what was the purpose of that? I don't know, I guess just to make sure that he, would. I, know, I don't know, <laughs> to make sure he's like not attached to Whoever. that person, right. and, you know what I mean? Because once you start putting other people on there, they want to know everything about everybody that's involved with you. In the or, process. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're married, that your spouse is involved with you for the process. Now with it all being
0: that in depth, I know someone recently who just got pre-approved And he's looking at using that to get a house. And he was thinking, well, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to move into that house today. No. So the process, how long does it take to buy a home from start to finish? Would you guess if I really was looking actively right now?
1: If you're really looking actively right now and you find a home that you absolutely love, the... The lengthiest process is getting your offer written and into the selling seller's agent. But I'm telling you, like the market is we are running out of inventory. Okay. I've seen that. Yeah. So you have like one house and it'll have 20 offers. So that that seller is going to pick the best offer, right? And with that being said, houses that people are if you're thinking about selling your house, now is the time, people. Now is the time to sell your house. People are offering you know twenty, thirty thousand dollars over Above. asking
0: price. I just saw that on a few of my friends' properties that just sold. Yeah. It was astronomical, it's insane.
1: I mean, people are will do anything to get properties right now, right? So we have, you know, we have some people that will come in as cash buyers. They will. They're ready to roll. Right. And so people that are selling their house like to tend to do things like that just because it's a quicker process. Like it's in and out. You don't have all this, you know, extra paperwork with the lending company. But (laughs) I mean, it's really like, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? What are you, know, what are you willing to offer me? So do
0: you think it's a fair guesstimate that buying a home takes probably about 10 to 12 weeks start to finish?
1: If you're actively looking, okay, and say you're looking for a month, you find the dream home, we are closing – houses are going on the market and they're getting at least, you know, hundreds of – not hundreds, maybe 10 or 20, you know, it feels like hundreds (laughs) these days. Right. But um, offers immediately, like Within have, a couple days. Yeah, selling. But if you're going and buying, it's about a 45-day process. Okay.
0: That's not too bad for a lot of people who might be a little bit sketched about the process. Only 45 days. But I think also the guess of it previously used to be 10 to 12 weeks, but I think now we are finding that it's a lot shorter because it's in such demand right now. Right. So what do you, any, you venture, uh, want to venture a guess as to why you think it's so massive right now, the demand?
1: massive for the demand of of Purchasing. houses for sale yeah um p- because people never could get you know approved for loans with this low of an interest rate or you know oh so you're the thinking the desperation of the market right yes now because, because like once you it. get locked into that loan and that rate you're set for the life of that loan right it could be 30 year loan and your interest rate is never gonna go up, up. Ever. right because it's done so I mean, we don't know how long the market's going to stay this way. So it's like, get it while you can. So this might
0: be, um, you were just talking about how right now is the time to sell your house. Like if you're trying to sell it because it's going up so high. So that's going to lead into what, and a lot of people probably already know this, but for those that don't, what is the difference between a seller's market and a buyer's market?
1: So the seller's market and the buyer's market. So when it's a seller's market, basically the seller Holds the reins okay. like they get to w- be the one in control of what's going to happen in the process of the sell. Usually like when there's not very many people for the for a buyer side, if there's if there's an overabundance of uh, properties, then it's usually a buyer's um, market okay. at that time. OK, so I mean, right. It just now-
0: depends who it's at the benefit of. Right. Right. So, right. So right now it's at it's on the seller side. Right. Which is right. why the buyers neutral. are kind of put out back right now. Right. So right. That's it's why it's the, the best time to sell, but you might want to <laughs> wait a little bit. Yeah. If you're trying to buy, but you probably can find something at a really good rate for the buyer's benefit is that the interest rate is so low. Right. So there's a benefit on both sides. It's just exactly. that. Sellers are getting a higher amount, buyers are getting a lower interest. Right. So I mean that's exactly. a, that's a good thing. Yep. Um a lot of people also want to know how much do you have to pay an agent to help you buy a house? I from what I understand it's a fixed percentage usually as opposed to just a dollar
1: amount. Okay, so you when you want an agent to help you buy a house, you're actually, if you're not paying the closing cost, then you're not paying them anything. Okay. To buy a house, you're not paying anything. Because it comes out of closing. Right, it comes out of closing and the seller pays the the closing co- cost usually. It's all wrapped up into those fees and basically the seller puts a 6% commission rate on it where the selling agent will get 3% and the buyer's agent gets 3%.
0: Okay, yeah, because that was the part that I understood before too because I have an aunt that she just had to put her house on the market and that's what they were talking about. The agents split the commission. Right. And it's how they break it down that they figure it out. Okay, I mean,
1: and even these days too, just just to get people selling or get people uh, buying at any rate – there are agents out there that are cutting their commission in half just to beat out the other agent. That's what he did. He cut it in half. Yeah, yeah because um, when you do that, you're you know you're o- opening up your your pipeline for more potential clients. Right. You know because this person's gonna be so excited about how great you were, and they're gonna tell other people. Anytime you hear anything about real estate, they're gonna go and tell everyone they know. Okay, so with that in mind, too. On the flip side, now if somebody's listening and
0: going, "Okay, great," I think I actually want to be an agent. She sounds real Mm. excited, and I'm ready to do this. How much do you look at as far as bringing that commission in from being the agent? What is the average commission for like a property that's about like three hundred thousand dollars that's selling?
1: Okay, so well, it depends on um, if you're an independent agent and you're you're not working under a company whatsoever. You would you would get that whole Commission, But if you're working under an agency or under a team, it's the agency will get it split 50-50. So now you're at one and a half percent. And then usually, you know, if you're on a team of something, some sorts, then they take their cut, which could also be half of that. Okay. You know, but when you're talking about $300,000 or $500,000, for you to go and sell a house and the work that you do and things like that, like you're getting paid for your job. You're you basically getting paid for your job and you're making good money. You know, really good money because it's it's all all about what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So if you're if you're a go-getter and you work hard and you you know, stay connected with your clients, I mean, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a year. <laughs> That's fit. and then so for it to be hundreds of
0: thousands of dollars typically What's the average that you would have to look at to have a successful career as an agent? How many homes would you be looking at selling a year?
1: Okay, so basically an average agent sells about they say maybe 10 to 12 or houses a year. So that's one one a month. Okay. But right now, I mean, I have agents in my on my team right now that have sold 3 houses this month. I oh, mean, it's wow. insane. Right. You know, so now is the time to sell, buy and be an agent, you know.
0: Now, and I was going to say, too, if you play it right as an agent, couldn't you really, if you focused hard enough, sell enough houses in six months that you could take the rest of the year off?
1: Absolutely. And do
0: agents, is that a common practice to have it like that? You
1: can do that. Um, when Once you have your license, um, you can have your license on active or inactive whenever you choose to. It doesn't have to be for any... Reason you can, you know, just say, I want to have my license inactive. You then, when you're ready to, you know, have it active again, as long as you're in good standing with the code, with time, making sure that it doesn't lapse. Um, there are, you know, okay, there it takes money to make money. So to be a real estate agent, it does
0: cost you yeah right.
1: I mean you have to pay for license insurance um fees through um different companies that will get that give you calls like rain mm-hmm. or zillow or anything oh, like right, that right right you know so they keep the they keep it coming at a flow an even flow to the realtors you know so it's you know, it does take a little bit of money to make money, but in the end, it's so worth it. So going back to being someone that's buying a house.
0: So I know somebody that they're looking to sell their house, but they're kind of just like chilling out when it comes to looking on a house to either just rent or whatever to buy time before they fully get out of this house. Mm-hmm. So the next question would be, should you sell your current
1: home before buying a new one? Um, Well, sell your current home before you buy a new one. I would say yes. It, it saves a lot of headache. I mean, there is a, a right in there where you can have a contingency. Basically like, okay, I'm in a contingency is I have to wait for this property to sell, to sell before I can buy this property. But that person selling that property has to make a promise that they will hold the property for you until that house sells. That's not happening these days because nothing's being held. Okay. You know, everything is flying off the shelves. Yeah, because I
0: have two ends of the spectrum with that. Because I have one person I know that, like I said, they're getting their house ready themselves to Mm -hmm. put it on the market. But they're kind of just being lackadaisical about looking for a place to kind of like temporarily set up shop while they look for the next house. Versus I have another client that they actually bought their house already, have not sold the one they're in. But that's just because financially they got it like that.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, with that too, when you're selling your house... So you'll have a, a, like at least two months where you're not paying a mortgage on the house that you're just buying. Okay. So if you can sell it quickly. Right. <laughs> Got it. So, I mean, but I mean, if people want to take it easy and they want to rent somewhere or they have two places at one time, it does, it works itself out to where you have a good 60 days that you're not paying two mortgages or a rent and a mortgage or, you know, or vice versa. Because you do, with the loans, you do get about a two-month grace period before you have to make that first payment. So, for lastly, we're going to close out with these last two couple
0: questions. So, first of all, a lot of people want to know, should they order a home inspection?
1: Absolutely. Okay, so what are some of the benefits of having a home inspection? Um, I don't. Think that too many people, if you're getting a loan, that the lender is going to lend without a home inspection because they want to know what their money's going towards.
0: Well, and it does say it's required for an FHA or a VA loan.
1: Definitely a VA loan. So if you're doing a VA loan, they have a little bit more stipulations on closing. So theirs will go about maybe 50 days, 45 to 50 days in the whole process. Just because I think it's a government-based uh, loan and military thing that they're just a little more strict on, uh, you know, making sure that everything is up to par to the yeah. standard. So
0: where would it come into play? I would assume it would be a FISBO for sale by owner that it would be like uh, uh, putting a home inspection out there is optional. Is it that is, the, is that the only time that it would be? Because it seems like any other time a home inspection is going to be something that's a must.
1: It's, yeah, it's basically mandatory.
0: Okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I
1: mean, unless you're walking in there... With cash in hand and ready to buy, then it's it's not. So with terms like FHA and VA
0: loans, what is FHA and what is VA for those who don't know?
1: So a VA loan is through military, like if you've been veterans military. Affairs. Veterans, yep. And military spouses or family. Um, FHA is a conventional loan. It's a government uh, loan. So there's different types of of conventional loans when it comes to things like just conventional FHA VA HUD all this stuff so
0: Okay. And then um lastly, what's going on with a final walkthrough? Should they always do a final walkthrough?
1: Absolutely. Um and we hand out a a paper to make sure like you need to make sure that the water is running, that the lights are working, the garbage disposal, the heater, the air conditioner, the ceiling fan. Make sure that from the time that All, you know, they've had the open houses that somebody didn't put a hole in the wall. Like a walkthrough is a must.
0: Absolutely. Every time. So is there anything else that you want to say? Number one, there's going to be two last thoughts. So thought number one, is there anything you want to tell anyone that really is going to get them motivated to go ahead and do take that leap that they've been worried about to go ahead and sell that house?
1: Just do it. Now (laughs) is the time. Don't think about it. Just jump in and do it. You are going to be making the best decision of your life your My sister, for instance, she had her house on the market last year and was asking like 147 for it, and now um, she just turned around and sold her house for 165 Wow. No problem. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, just don't
0: realize it doesn't hurt to have someone just come and talk to you. Right. Just Absolutely. have the yeah. conversation. Yes. You've been thinking about it. You may as well see what's going on. Yeah. If so. you just
1: want to know what your house is worth, if you want to see what your options are, I mean— Definitely. I mean, it's free. You're not paying anybody for that. So I think what you're trying to say, too, is that anyone that comes to
0: you, you're going to tell them they need to just go ahead and take that leap because they need to just trust you. Okay? Right. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly.
0: So the next thing we'll close out with is going to be if you there's someone out there wondering, is now the time to be an agent? What would your thought be on that?
1: I would say 100% yes the market there's plenty of you know market out there you can be an agent anywhere in the country you know so there's a job out there for you somewhere wherever you're at the market is hot get it while it's hot
0: well the last thing i want you to remember is when you're out and you're going around looking at these houses do you know what i want you to remember Angie
1: what's that just trust me okay amen thank you
0: so much thanks for being here love you guys thank Mwah. you
1: in the middle of a street, a house. In the middle of a street, a house.